0: Hello and welcome to Rick Radio Community News, this episode fifty-four this week, where we celebrate International Women's Day on the eighth of March. I'm Mick Handley. Well, later in the program, Jennifer and Leslie from the centre talk about events taking place on International Women's Day in the area. We also hear local entertainer Liza Caulfield sing us her rendition of the famous A Woman's Heart song. Joining me on the news desk today, on this special news desk uh, where we're celebrating International Women's Day, is Lorna Quinn. Lorna uh, is a rugby player, a coach, a manager, administrator, a volunteer, a committee member, a guarda and a mother. And uh, Lorna, you're very welcome to this special International Women's Day uh, podcast.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me. Well, Lorna, I have to say uh, reading out all those various roles that you have, it's a very full life uh, that you lead and I suppose in many ways you have to be an inspiration uh, to women and, and to girls coming up and of course uh, you have uh, your own girls as well. I have my own
1: girls, yeah and I suppose that's why I do it, I'm leading the way. But Yeah, life is busy but I don't know it any other way. Um, life is busy but I love I love rugby like so you know it's 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 a good hobby so
0: and in many ways I suppose the the game of rugby the women's rugby kind of it's virtually newish to to, to people you know like it's it's coming to the fore more and more thankfully, and that is getting more uh, press more media oh. as well but when you started off what, just give oh, us go was, through how you started off playing. So,
1: I took up rugby in 1999 in UCC. I was on the first ever women's rugby team in UCC in 1999, which gives you an idea of, you know, it's still such a new sport. Um, I played there for a few years. That's what inter- that's where I fell in love with the game. Um, then I beca- I was stationed in Dublin in 2004 as a guard. So I went to the, the Garda Club and I continued my rugby career in Dublin and... The difference in, what's that, 18 years in Leinster is phenomenal. We had so few clubs, rarely at that level, at Leinster League level, where you playing 15 a side, you know, whereas now there's five thriving divisions of 15 a side women's rugby under the AIL. It's an incredible change.
0: Yeah, um, and of course, you were, you've were. you been involved with Leinster. Um, you were coaching there, you were manager.
1: No, I was manager. You were manager
0: of Leinster. Yeah uh or whatever but you're coaching in Westminster, yeah. uh or whatever you've also you're an administrator uh and you're on the your secretary as well of course of the inclusivity committee in, yeah. in lancer as well so is was, was it from the playing career was a natural progression to go to i suppose playing coach and manager committee level
1: yeah it probably was i suppose for me, I'm a big believer and you can't give out about things if you're not willing to step in and make changes yourself. So um, we needed volunteers to make things to get things happening and that's how what led me to getting involved with the Leinster Women's Committee years ago and through that I kind of took on more and more roles as they suited. I was offered the opportunity um I think it was seven years ago to take up the role as manager with Leinster Women. I jumped at that because it was a brilliant opportunity and I loved doing that. I did that for five seasons and uh, I loved every minute of that and I saw huge changes in that time. The game just got more and more professional, which was brilliant to see and it was no more than the women playing deserved. And then um, I think it was three and a half years ago, Leinster um, set out their stall that they wanted to be the most inclusive and... Uh, club uh, that they could be and they created the inclusivity committee and i was approached to see would i be a core part of that committee having knowledge of all aspects of the female game and i jumped at the opportunity so i'm delighted with the work we're doing there that's across all areas
0: yeah what kind? just give us a brief outline of the type um, of work that's involved we
1: we were given a five-year um time span to to overhaul as much as we could so in that time We've done a survey, or we've done reports in relation to how to grow the game, how to retain females at all ages in the game. because there's a huge issue at retention. Um, we've done governance roadshows, which are very important in showing women that they too can be leaders and take on administrative roles in clubs because there's plenty of research out there that shows that um, a female is far less likely to step forward for something unless they're asked. than than their male counterparts and that certainly would be the case from what we see in rugby clubs that women are less inclined to step forward for the governance roles the committee roles and we need more of them like world rugby has um now created a policy around um there being minimum numbers of women on committees and that'll be pushed down the line but Definitely, um, the governance roadshows were brilliant because they showed clubs the importance of approaching females in their clubs, getting them on committees, getting them in leadership roles. Because of the knowledge base they have, and um, at the moment we're doing a full review on girls' schools rugby to see how we can improve the game in schools for girls. But we've also done work in the area of LGBTQ plus. We did a webinar for pride last year which was very widely viewed and it was brilliant um all in relation um there was uh one of the male players was a female player and there was um a referee all talking about their experiences mm. we've done work with clubs around inclusivity from all angles really and we're currently trying to do um Work around educational pieces, so ha- helping clubs around Leinster to be and showing them the benefits of being as inclusive as they can be, and hopefully leaving a mark by having all those resources and information available on the website going forward. So fantastic, lot of work.
0: yeah. And I suppose over the last two decades, certainly Ireland has changed. We're more a multicultural uh, country now, with more and more uh, different nationalities yeah. arriving as well have have we seen many have you seen many of the the, the new people that have come into Ireland uh, been an interest in, in women's rugby
2: I think
1: definitely there's an interest I think we can always do more in that regards reaching mm. out to to all sectors of our community but definitely um I think the beauty of women's rugby is you can take it up at any age I think it's one of the, it's a sport that you can take up whatever like there's a girl who who I, play with who took it up for her 40th birthday she wanted to take up rugby and she did and she plays week in week out you know it's and that's the beauty and you know for uh particularly for people who are new to Ireland or moving to Ireland it's a great way to integrate yourself into the community is taking up a sport Mm. and um introduction days to rugby because it's such a you know it can be it can be um like there's so many beginners trying it every week that clubs are so welcoming and beginners they need the numbers so go on down to the local club and meet and and we've seen it in our club and i've certainly seen it in in lots of other clubs and it's lovely to hear the different accents on the pitch because you know people are coming in and trying it and enjoying it and finding i suppose a new social outlet as well as a sport outlet.
0: absolutely um as well i, I was reading an article in uh the, on the web across the line that featured yourself and of course there's a lovely passage in it too uh, about uh, the time that you played, I think in the final, against your home club of Trolley yeah. and you were, you were playing for for Westmanstown uh, as well and that and uh, all your family were there after coming from a, a confirmation and all in their, their, their good gear. The best
1: support ever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and shouting for you. But also the time you had to, you feel that you had to t- take out of, uh, I think being manager, was it, of Leinster when your own club needed you. Um, yeah. because things were things were dropping off and the yeah. club and that. Is retention difficult uh, yeah. from that regard?
1: Retention is a huge issue, and it's a huge issue across all female sports, particularly for a teenage age for girls. We're seeing huge retention issues at girls in sports. They're just not staying in sport at the same levels, and that's something certainly we've been looking at a lot in Leinster, but also at, um, I suppose, the very nature of females, um, you know, particularly if, if they get pregnant, they fall out of the sport and they can be less inclined to come back into it. And I suppose it's, it's teaching or it's trying to encourage females to stay in the game, not just as a player, but also in those leadership, coaching, managerial, any roles that they can take on in the club to keep you know to stay on in that club environment they are less inclined than male counterparts and that's something we're trying to push and i suppose for me club is everything club has to come first and that's something um that's very important to me so when i was i was more involved in the committees in leinster i saw my own club i i went back to coaching my own club and putting time into it and now i'm kind of doing a bit of both a bit of both
0: as well um Looking at, at, I suppose, the bigger picture, where do you see this all going kind of thing maybe in the future? What's what's the goal maybe?
1: I think there's a huge growth still available for the women's game. And obviously the professional contracts were offered to a certain amount of Irish players this year, which is phenomenal to see. Would I have thought I would have seen professionalism so soon? Probably not. But there are the leading lights like England and New Zealand are doing incredible things, and France. um. So I think I think numbers has to be where we need to go. We need to get a core base of players. We need to start competing with the bigger sports in terms of numbers. And a lot of that is making it appeal to, you know, a lot of surveys we've done have shown that parents are afraid of their girls playing rugby and that we need to take the fear out of it because it's, You know, it it is not the same. The girls' game is a lot different. You know. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not as physical because it can't be. We're not as physical. Um. So it's it's grow the numbers on the ground, and I think it will continue. We'll see professional club rugby in time, but I think it's a long way down the road. But I mean, a research only came out last week, which showed that sponsors are so keen to get involved at women's team and women's sports the
0: money and the backing will be there and it will come with time fantastic of course you were you're doing all this as a volunteer as yeah. well and <laughs> volunteerism is a is a huge thing you as you said your 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 uh your job your day to day is is in regard. A tough job i have to say and as well as that you have shifts I presume yeah. as well as yeah. that so quite hard to juggle the the whole that lot is, yeah yeah I'm, yeah I'm an expert
1: juggler.
0: Expert juggler, I'm a, I'm kind of a, thing, yeah, An yeah. average rugby
1: player, an expert, <laughs> an expert juggler, but uh, yeah, it is. It's, but you know what? It's, but it's the
0: volunteering is, side of it, like, uh, do you see that more? That more important people you're making the point that people being afraid, maybe women being afraid mm. to come forward, and that is is what is oh, what, what advice
1: would you we give? We need we need women in all levels of our game, but particularly we need women um, at volunteer level. Because we need to be passionate about our own game and we need to grow our own game. And we definitely need more volunteers coming through and people coming back into rugby that might have taken, you know, there are players out there now because rugby has been about around, female rugby has been around 30 years now in Ireland, mm. that there are players who might have left the game for whatever reason. We need them to come back in, find their local club, come back in as a volunteer, you know, if you do nothing but carry water bottles onto the pitch <laughs> you're helping
0: yeah how many clubs will be in, in in around the dublin area
1: oh there's uh, a huge amount of clubs yeah. in the dublin area huge there's a particularly in this area in south County dublin there's a yeah. there's a huge saturation of clubs which is brilliant because And they would have, clubs, have women's teams all have women's teams yeah. so you know in um dublin Four alone you've wanderers you've belvo you've railway I'm probably getting the postcodes wrong, but certainly so. County. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you have um, De La Salle. I'm, I'm forgetting some, and I feel like I'll, I'll feel bad now because I forget some, but there's Black Rock, of course. And a lot of those clubs are actually fielding two teams, so they need lots of volunteers. So, you know, there is, there's loads of clubs around Dublin. If you go onto the Leinster website, there's a brilliant map that shows you all the clubs that are available. And it says if they have a women's team or what teams they have, the vast majority of clubs are now fielding women's teams. So, so there's so, there's a space for you wherever you find That's
0: it. the best thing. Go up on the website, Leinster yeah. and Rugby, and check that out yeah, as absolutely. well.
1: absolutely.
0: Laura, thanks a lot for coming in to us uh, today for this uh, International Women's Day uh, event. Wow. You just kind of show what can be done and uh, the amount of hours and congratulations on all that. And uh, we look forward to seeing your, your progress uh, as thank I say you. and with, with the work that you're doing at the moment.
1: Absolutely, thank you so much and like I said I know it sounds like there's a lot of hours but when you're doing something you love it's not and, and it's a great social outlet and an escape from <laughs> real life sometimes <laughs> Thank you
2: Come and join us at our Retro Café open weekdays from 10 until 2 here in the Community Centre Come and check out our Karen's Culinary Delights
0: you're listening to the Community news that's celebrating International Women's Day. We now hand over to Dylan.
1: So I'm here uh, on site. And when I say on site, we're in uh,
2: the rock school here. And I'm with Liza here, who's kindly agreed to, on the spot, ask her, will you? Will you? And before I even said,
1: will you, will you? And she says, I'll deal with you. No problem. So that's amazing. And we are celebrating Women's Day, as you know, in this episode. So, um, what's Women's Day to you, is it? I
3: suppose, um, as a woman, we, we double job a lot. We're, we're either uh, minding kids or working, you know, we're, we're running the homes, and we very seldom get time for us. We can get overwhelmed, and, you know, yeah. with, with all our responsibility, I suppose, traditionally, housework yeah. and different duties just, just fall to women, you know? And yeah. I think Women's Day is... Is a day that we just recognise we do do a lot, and it's a nod to the women, whether they're the stay-at-home mammies, the working mummies, um, just to thank us for all we do. And I think as well, often what happens, Dylan, is, you know, women women can judge women a lot, and men can yeah. judge women a lot. Where, you know, if we beat ourselves up. Yeah. You know, you're at home, you're lazy. Right, I'll go out and work. She's out working and she doesn't care about that. I know, yeah, you yeah. can't win. So I just think it's a lovely nod to women that no matter what our role is in society, in yeah. the workplace, in our household, in education, whatever it be, yeah. it's just a day where we're recognised and thanked. And I think it's important and it's it's a lovely recognition.
1: That's brilliant, that's lovely. That's lovely. Um and we're also going to avail of your amazing voice which i've just heard in a little rehearsal there thank you and your ability to change key is phenomenal <laughs> there
4: Thanks as very a musician
0: much. so thank uh very much. we're going to give this a go for all the uh the, the, the mana the and yeah. the hernia and, and the world and beyond yeah
1: Amazing, amazing thank you thank you very
4: much Lisa. not at all you're listening to the community news desk on rick radio well
0: joining us on the community news desk for the special women internationals day episode uh, is jennifer betts and leslie nannery from uh, ringside orish community centre and uh jennifer leslie you're very welcome to the podcast
2: thank you mick thanks mick
0: and uh, i suppose you're going to tell us what's going to take place on the 8th of march uh, for Women's International Day, because the centre here is putting on uh, a few things, Jennifer.
2: Yeah. So at uh, two p.m. on the eighth of March, there's a talk at the CYWMS Hall, that's opposite Ringsend Library, by historian James Curry, on Joe Moran's Ringsend Plaza sculpture, the door, which highlights the issue of domestic abuse against women, and the event is organised by Dublin City Library's outreach team. And then from three to four p.m. Dublin City Libraries will provide a pop-up library at Ringsend and Irish Town Community Centre, featuring a variety of books from Irish female authors.
0: Lovely. And later on, here in uh, the centre, of course, uh, there's going to be uh, Ricky's Youth Service putting on uh, Bingo uh, in Aid of Women's Aid, is that right?
2: Yeah, that's right. So on a Wednesday evening from 6 to 8, and it's uh, Bingo in Aid of Women's Aid. And it's €5 Euro to play, and there'll be a few spot prizes as well.
0: And along with that, go on, six, oh, six to Six yeah. Eight, yeah.
2: It's, it's the time as well for that.
0: Tell us about the um, uh, going down to the, the library. What's a pop-up library?
2: Um, basically, it's like a library on the go. So um, they'll be bringing a big variety of books to the centre, and all are welcome to pop in and see what tickets are fancy.
0: And I suppose anything to do with the library is free. I presume it's free. Yeah. It is,
2: yeah, it's free.
0: Brilliant. And uh, there's other events taking place in uh, the centre here uh, coming up. The uh, Easter camp is a big one. In April from the 3rd to the 6th we have the Easter camp and the registration will take place here in the community centre on Tuesday the 14th of March and that's for children from 5 and upwards. Do we have a time for registration?
2: Not if the moment, but at the moment, yeah. Be on our, our social down. media yeah. pages as well. On Tuesday lovely, the
0: 14th. And tell us, the Easter camp, what, what's involved in the Easter camp?
2: So, um, we have a couple of days where we're in the centre doing a bit of arts and crafts. Um, we bring them to the Leisureplex and the cinema. So, <laughs> it's a fun-packed week.
0: Yeah. Lovely. And uh, 6th of April then, there's going to be another play here. We had the Cloud Spotter there recently, but uh, tell us about this new play that's going to take place like two
2: plays two plays yeah Yeah. so on the 6th of april we have um a galway girl starting at half seven and then at eight o'clock in the same evening we have busy so it will be an evening of theater for rings end in Town.
0: and busy what's busy
2: about so busy is the true story of a woman from sligo who decided to live her life alone on an island with just her beasts for comfort and the odd visitor who ventured to row over to her, including WB Yeats. So it's a charming and kind of funny uh, one-woman play um, starring Sheila F- Flitton. And Sheila was recently in The Banshees of Inish and so she's becoming well-known again for all her hard work.
0: Lovely. And Galway Girl on at the same time? Yeah. so like same performance, I should
2: say. Yeah? So Galway Girl, uh, it's by Geraldine Aron and performed by Michael Judd and Sinead Colreavy. So, um, the play is about Dermot, who is a Dublin man, married to a Galway girl called Maisie. And in the play, the couple sit at opposite ends of the table, reminiscing about their life together. So, they discuss the period between the 60s and 70s, and it's a bit of a, a love story, and they talk about their ups and downs, um, but with great gestures of deep love and affection.
0: Lovely, and can you buy tickets for it?
2: Um, yeah, uh, all the details will be on our social media pages lovely, and of course there's George
0: Michael uh, a tribute oh, to George yeah. Michael Friday uh, the 28th of yeah. April, yeah we have George Michael um, so the tickets are €12, Euro. you can purchase these from the community centre and I'm and sure course, they'll sell out fast I think that's everyone knows George night. Michael yeah, is, uh, yeah. anyway as well, and of course Elvis was here uh, not so long ago that's exactly. a, a Big yeah. success, so George Michael I'm sure is, is something that's uh, really going to pack the rafters again too definitely well thanks a lot for joining us uh, today to tell us don't forget women's international day here at the 8th of march bingo uh with ricky's youth service and that's at six to eight o'clock and you can go down to the cyms hall uh for a talk at 2 p.m and 3 to 4 dublin city libraries are providing a pop-up library at at dorstown community center jennifer leslie thanks a lot for Join us on the uh, Community News Desk.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Mick.
0: That's all from this special Community News Desk celebrating International Women's Day. My thanks to all our guests and to Dylan and Rowan on sound and editing, Leslie on admin, Jennifer on social media, and Darren on the website. If you'd like to contact us, our email address is rickradio2020 at gmail.com. From me, Mick, take care and have a great
4: week.